You're listening to the Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. So do you start Fitzpatrick after what just happened? It's the question you have to ask. You have to ask it. Because you look at the Dolphins and you look at the offense, and the offense is generally not inspiring. Fitzpatrick, earlier in the season, played pretty well. I mean, at the time he got benched, he was playing well. He didn't necessarily deserve it, but I understood why it happened, right? I'm not going to fault the Dolphins. I'm not faulting Brian Flores at all for going to Tua when they did. They hit the bye week. They go, okay, the kid's been around for a couple of weeks. He's got an extra week to prepare for the first game. Let's go with him. Let's see what he can do. And and they've been off and running. So, fine decision to make at the time. But when you've had to bench him twice to bring in Fitzpatrick, when you do it the second time and he beats the Raiders in the way he does because that fourth quarter is just unbelievable and, and really it's just 10 minutes of the fourth quarter. You have to consider that question, right? Ryan Fitzpatrick, 9 of 13, 182 yards and a touchdown to a tag of Iloa, 17 of 22, 94 yards and one touchdown. He did that in three quarters for Tua. So you look at Fitzpatrick and you go, okay, we've given Tua a good bit amount of time. We're at the end of the season here. I believe they've got Buffalo next week. And you know what? Let me double check that right now. I might as well make sure that I've got that whole scenario right. Yeah, they've got the Bills in Buffalo next week. Now we'll see how seeding and all that works out, how much the game matters to Buffalo. But regardless, the Dolphins need to win that game. And the defense is great, so you don't have to question the defense. You don't have to make any tweaks there. But when you got questions at quarterback, the same way that we're going to look at this and, and wonder about this a little bit, players in that room are naturally going to as well. So what do you do? Now, Brian Flores, after the game, they asked him, they said, hey, like, what was your logic? What was your reasoning for putting Fitzpatrick in? We just felt like we needed a spark trying to win the game. Again, if we got to go to a relief pitcher in the ninth, that's what we'll do. Relief pitcher is an interesting way to put it. And that's one of the things that I wonder about is this idea of can these guys coexist? Can you work out some way where you have two quarterbacks that play for the team at the same time? Now, we'll do that We'll do that later, really, like deep dive on that. I don't want to do that, let's say, hour and a half from now, okay? Mark your alarm in your phone, hour and a half from now. We'll get into two-quarterback conversation. So that's a tease, baby. That's a long one. But for right now, with what they're doing, do you start Fitzpatrick next week or do you start Tua next week? So Brian Flores asked about that. Here's the exchange. Brian, would the way the game ended give you any uh, reconsideration about who would start for you guys next week? No. I think he's right. As much as I, because I'm sitting here and I'm talking about Fitzpatrick. I'm giving him all the love in the world and I, and he deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. He played amazing tonight and credit to Ryan Fitzpatrick. We've seen this many times from him before, but you got to develop the kid, right? That's what this is about. You get the kid, you play the kid, you get him as many reps as you can, and ideally you get him playoff experience. So if he can win that game next week, what does that mean for the franchise, right? Those are the kinds of things you want. You don't want to create quarterback controversy in in a sense. You want to make Tua comfortable with the idea that, okay, we're going to put this other guy in on certain occasions because we don't think you're ready to be the guy in these moments. And really, it feels like Tua knows he's not the guy in those moments right now. So that being the case, 
we're going to let you do your thing. And if you're feeling it, you're playing well, you stay in the game. If we're down and it's the end of the game and you're struggling, then Fitzpatrick comes in, but it's still your job. So when you look at it from that angle, I think you can sell it. I think the team can buy it enough, but two is going to have a little bit of a short leash. Because these games matter, right? Like next week, assuming the Ravens win this week and the next week they play the Bengals, he's going to have a short leash. If they're not playing well against Buffalo, he's going to have a short leash. It's just what it is. So I think this is the right move. I think this is the right way to handle it. And I would love to know what you think about it at 855-212-4227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's sponsored by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Having a home is hard work. So get a quote at GEICO.com. Easy. Now, before we go to the phones, James Graceffo producing the show. Who do you start? Uh, It's a tough question. It really is a loaded question. Uh, You have to prioritize what's more important for you. Is it more important for Tua to get reps at this point? I would say it's not. Uh, is it more important to ha- play the best quarterback that gives you the best chance to win as you're heading toward a playoff berth? I would say that's really what this is about. The Dolphins are in a weird spot. They're lucky enough to have a guy who they can go to in this situation where if Tua gets out off to a rough start and he struggles, they can go to this guy who has experience, who's been in the league forever, it seems, and, you know, has this, pardon the pun, magic about him. Right. Okay. The problem lies in how many times can you do this to Tua before you totally rock his confidence? You can't do this every week. You cannot throw him out there for three quarters and he throws for under 100 yards. And in this case, he threw for 100 yard, under 100 yards against probably the worst secondary in the league. Like, the Raiders have people... Who off the practice squad, corners playing safeties last week against the Chargers, where, by the way, Justin Herbert threw for, I think, 400 yards in the game. Uh, For them to do this to him twice already, how many more times can they do this to him where it just shakes his confidence forever? And that's the interesting thing, right? Because the, the style of football that he's playing is very conservative. He's not sitting there and throwing the ball deep down the field. It's right. a lot well, of... they don't really have a game-breaking weapon where they can just throw the ball down the field. And, you know, they're not playing with a DeAndre Hopkins. They're not playing with a Stephon Diggs. They're not playing with a guy like that right now. So they're, they're built on, we're going to push you around, we're going to hope to run the football, and whatever we get from Tua is gravy offensively. But the idea of, like, the idea of going on the road in a playoff game and having Tua go out there, and basically he's done pretty much very little. Like, like yeah. what has he done in these games that he started? What makes you think that makes you think he's going to go on the road in a playoff game and win it? Like, what makes you think that? That's the tough thing. You look at at his games so far, and he's had some okay games. Like he's had, uh, let's see, against Kansas City. He had a pretty good game, like 28-48, okay. Well, they lost 27, yeah, 33-27, a couple of touchdowns. Like he's had he's had moments. Which, by but, the way, they fell asleep for like a quarter and a half in that game. The Chiefs scored 28 unanswered points in the game. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's like, okay, what was actually the game like and how much do those stats, re- how much do they matter? So you look at a lot of the stuff with Tua, it just feels very conservative. It feels cautious, and if he's a guy that's got – this worry that, hey, if I'm not making plays, then I'm going to get out of this game. Maybe he starts making plays that he's not actually comfortable making, and now he's turning the ball over, you know? So 
it's just a weird spot to be for sure, but I understand Flores starting the kid for now. I think you roll with Tua. If you get to halftime in the Bills game and it's not there and you have to start Fitzpatrick at halftime, so be it. Like, that's what you got to do because you do have to get to the playoffs at this point. To be this close, right? Like, when you're a week away from getting to the playoffs and that game is all or nothing, you owe it to the oh, team no, at yeah. that point. I agree, I agree with you on that point totally. You owe it to the other 52 guys on the team to, we've gone this far, we're a, a win away from making the playoffs. You have to play the best option that gives you the chance to win. But, you know, you know the old adage as much as I do. If you have two quarterbacks, do you have one? Like, you usually don't. Like, in no in no instance would you say it's acceptable to do this anywhere else where you could just basically say, huh, my guy has struggled for three quarters, I'm going to hook him. Number one, you have to be lucky enough to have a guy on your bench to do that in the first place, like yeah. I told you. And number two, it's just usually not done, especially to a top ten pick. It's crazy. It, it, it's a really weird thing. And Yeah, for a rookie who, who's not awful, but he's not great, for him to get pulled twice now, it's it's one of those things. I don't know if I've ever seen anything quite like this. I can't remember anything like this for sure. Uh, let's take a call. In. Let's go to Leo, who's in Canada. What's going on, Leo? Uh, not a whole lot. just got off work and uh, watched uh, my uh, beautiful Dolphins, a fan of over 30 years. And um, I had, have to admit that uh, I saw the game was over uh, in the fourth quarter about nine times. So uh, it was nice <laughs> to see them... Uh, it was really nice to see him pull it off. It was crazy, man. Yeah, because you watch that game and every play, you're like, oh, this is going to be the one. Like, this is the play that we'll all talk about. And then there's four other plays like that. Well, <laughs> and you, you know what? I mean, you, you throw fish magic in there. And, I mean, again, I've, I'm not going to give you my, my date of birth, but I've uh, been a fan for a lot of years, especially for the Dolphins. And, and it's uh, you, you, you kind of have a glimmer of hope going, you know what? You're right. Uh, I've heard you guys talk about the Raiders and, their defense is pretty brutal. I mean, last week, uh, I don't think they could have won a badminton match. And then uh, this week, uh, the defense, actually, their their front was quite a bit better. And it seems like, gee, it's a totally different team. I'm, I'm assuming Gruden probably talked to them quite harshly in the dressing room. But either way, um, it was a fun game to watch. And I, I understand. I know people are talking about the whole two-off, it's magic thing, and who do you start? I think, uh, to me, it's two-folds. Uh, on the respect level, uh, Fitzmagic having played on the Buffalo Bills, is there a sign of respect to say, you know what, uh, you played so well tonight, what you've done for our organization, we're going to give you a shot against that old team of yours. Um, hmm. And then the other side of the coin, as you've all been talking about as well, is uh, Tua is the franchise. Um, we need to groom him and we need to get him to that level where he can be the Fitzmagic who brings you back into those games. So, which one's right or which one's wrong, I don't know. But my philosophy as a fan, diehard of the Dolphins, is uh, I don't see a controversy in this. In my eyes, I see it as a win-win situation. I don't care if they start Tua next week, because as far as I'm concerned, you're saying, hey, we're developing him, we still have confidence. He hasn't been amazing, but he hasn't been horrible. If you start Fitzmagic, you're saying, hey, Tua, pay attention to what's happening here. You have a chance to be groomed and watch what a person can do. So I don't see it as anything other than I don't care who starts. I think we win in both situations. All right. Well, Leo, I appreciate it, man. If you want to get in and talk about it, 855-212-4227. Because that seems to be the main thing here is they have this mentor-mentee relationship and they get along really well. And Tua doesn't seem threatened by this at all. It, it really doesn't seem to bother him. So we'll continue to talk about it. 
855-212-4227. You can also hop in on Twitter at It's Vince Quinn. That's all one word at It's Vince Quinn. Happy to reply to tweets, read tweets, all that good stuff. Now, let's do this when we come back as well. We haven't talked about the Raiders side of the equation. Their season just ended. John Gruden just got crushed in that last fourth quarter. 